Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Peter King described Jacoby Brissett this way on his first 11 games in his Football Morning in America column today. He said, great leader, okay player. What did you think of Jacoby, folks, in his 11 games as starting quarterback for the Browns? We're going to get into that in a second. Kevin Stefanski's press conference coming up at 1230. Wheeler and Solon has a carryover from the last segment. Hi, Wheeler. Jeff Phelps, Jeff Phelps, I revere you. You've been doing it a long time. But I have to strongly disagree with you when it comes to this Ohio State head coach. It's totally unacceptable to lose the game. Not only lose the game, but for the last two years, you haven't even been competitive in these games. And these games have everything on the line. Big Ten titles, opportunities going to the playoffs and try to win a championship. You cannot get blown out in these games. It's just, you know, they were just too flat. And this is what bothers me the most, too. Ohio State got the best talent right now between the two teams. And they let a young freshman come in there and do what they, they do what he did in our house. It's unacceptable. He has to put his resignation on. Oh my God! So, so on your how many games has he lost? What if Ohio State makes the final four? What if Ohio State? You know, you do realize they're probably sitting five this week, right? And if for some reason, by the way, and I'm sure you're a big time college football fan because you know all this, but Utah, Utah, hang on. So I'm talking. Listen, yes sir. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be that funny. But here's what I'm saying. That Utah gave <laughs> USC a pretty good game. It was like a one-point game in Salt Lake City earlier this year. What happens if Utah beats USC, Ohio State sneaks back in, pulls off something crazy, like they realize all the things that went wrong in this one game against Michigan, which I agree with you, is the game, and Ohio State gets everything they deserve moving down the road here, right? Here, here, but but what, Wheeler, are you going to feel this way if they get into the no, playoffs? No, and the what if they thing. win? Here's the whole thing in a nutshell. Okay. It's, it's only one game. It's the game. And if you can't be competitive, now, if it would have been a competitive game, they lost on a last-second drive or a last-drive play or touchdown or something, I'm fine with it. They but played stupid in the second half. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Keep going, you sir. You, 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 you see, this can't see. This is where we have to stop. This can't become the norm. It, it just can't. Ohio State. Who are, you, who are you replacing him with, Wheeler? Who's your next coach? Matt Rule's not available. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Who's oh, your next? You just you fired him. You're saying you're firing him. L- l- who, listen, you just I, lost Luke okay, Fickle I, to I, Wisconsin. I give you, you a name. I okay. give you a name that's out there. Give me a name. He's, he's an icon. You want him? Yeah. Deion Sanders. Let's do it. Wheeler, thank you very much for the phone call. Thanks, Wheeler. Appreciate it. Although Deion's probably going to get another gig. He's been offered the gig at Colorado, yeah. according to reports. Big money. I would bet. Oh, what did I see? Uh... Oh, I gotta remember. Yeah, I'm not gonna bring it up till I saw. I saw a number that went along with. Look, I, I think Ryan Day's done a, an outstanding job as head coach at Ohio State. Do you not get more than three chances to beat Michigan, especially when you've done it once? I mean, this isn't like, like I don't, I, and I like John Cooper a lot. I, I mean, I hosted his, I, I I filled in on his on his show, John, and I, you, I mean, like I love Cooper. Cooper like didn't get it the same. Like I'm listening to everything that that Ryan says, and, like, I, I know they lost. I know they got crushed. They get everything they deserve. I'm not questioning any of that. But I think he, like, 
he still understands the magnitude of the game. It's not like it's not like Ryan Day woke up and said, you know what? Let's get blown out today. And Andy. And by the way, let's bring in a defensive coordinator that like I, I have no idea what they were doing on defense. None. Second half. Like made no sense at all to me. I'm sitting here, but again, it was some of the warts that happened earlier in the season that kind of came to fruition against Michigan. They, they had a great uh, – I don't know that Ohio State's ever going to have a better chance. You know, you're at home to a team you haven't lost to in, what, 22 years at Dude, home? Dude's on a roll, Dan. Uh, 11 years, well, 10 years with the COVID thing. So, I, I mean, I, I'm looking at that. The weather's perfect. Like, everything's there. And there was just no reason to lay an egg in the second half. But they did. It's and so of, now you face your own reality. That's all. That's one of the problems with college football. A loss isn't just a loss. It's a good loss or a bad loss, as Wheeler said. Well, if we had lost by only a point. Well, well no, he, but no, Wheeler was right. Is, uh, like, well, but that's one of the problems. It's the only game. A loss is a loss. It's style points But no, matter, not in college yeah. football. Exactly, because style points Take matter. Take Lewis if you want. Last to thing, Lewis is in shaker. Lewis. Lewis, oh. congratulations. Your team played an outstanding oh, oh my game. my goodness. I've been hearing this since 6 o'clock this morning. Yes. Wow. Yeah, you stayed with Harbaugh, right? Did you think it was unacceptable when you stuck with Harbaugh? I mean, y'all got spanked. Were you ready to – I said that. They got spanked. No question about it. Michigan played better than Ohio State. They earned the win. Andy's not making any excuses. None. Y'all got spanked. Hey, Lewis, that's great. I'm sorry. I'm cutting you off because you didn't listen to a word Andy said. I'm not – they got spanked. He's right. I'm not arguing with anything. Exactly. You said that all along. Yes. So. Thank you, Jeff. Well, it's true. <laughs> Go Utes. That's all I'm going to say. Great leader. Okay player. That, remember before the season started, mm-hmm. we had more than a few calls telling us they're going to be 10-1 and one with Jacoby Brissett. They're going to be 9-2. and two. They'll be 8-3. and three. That he's going to be better than he ever was before, and I, I know, I know, I caught grief because I said, if you watch Jacoby play, Jacoby's an okay NFL quarterback. Andy, he he did an okay job, right? He's competent. I I think he, if he's your backup quarterback, you may not find a better backup quarterback in the NFL. He's one of the best. Andy Dalton is right there with him. Andy Dalton's now the starter. So is Jameis Winston the best backup quarterback? I don't know. But I, I think Jacoby did a, a very competent job. But here the Browns sit at 4-7. and seven. Are you pleased with the work he did? I, I'm pleased with the guy. I would have liked to have seen him pull out one or even one more game by making some big plays down the stretch. He didn't. Uh, the defense let him down as well in, in numerous games. Sure. But I, I thought he did a competent job. I I kind of thought this is about where they would be. I was hoping they would be five and six or six and five. Instead, they're four and seven. How many years do you think he extended his career by the job that he did in eleven games? By oh, the he's Browns? he's got another easy five years in the league, maybe ten. Is Colt McCoy still in the league? Yeah, that's why I say maybe ten. Absolutely, Jacoby Jacoby could be especially Andy if he doesn't play. Oh, for sure. You know, if he doesn't play very much, he's looking at Don Strzok numbers. He could be there forever. And he's, I mean, he's workable. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy with what he was able to do. 
Um, do I wish offensively that he might have been able to have a little bit of magic at the end of the game and a couple of games early in the season? You bet I do. Yeah. Instead and of it was you know, but key interceptions. You know, yesterday he had some magic. Yep. And the, the guys rallied around him. And it helped that a guy fell down. I'm just saying there are going to be people watching the game on Sunday against Houston. They're going, why don't they put Jacoby Brissett back in the game? I'm telling you, there are fans that are going to be saying that if Deshaun looks rusty. He's and by the way, I don't. If Deshaun looks rusty, I don't think that that's an issue. Like that, he hasn't played in two years. Anybody who says you should put Jacoby Brissett into the game doesn't get it. They don't get the big picture. Well, it's an absurd. Yeah. It's an absurd thing for somebody to say. But you're right. Somebody will say it. Todd's in Ward 1. Hello, Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey, Andy. Hey, Jeff. Rhythm counts, Jeff. Rhythm counts. So I do get the big picture, but rhythm counts. My, my, my answer to your question is Jacoby has played good. Not decent. Better than decent. He's played good. He's played just like what he is. What he is. He's a top 10 NFL quarterback this year. This year. Jacoby Brissett's a top 10 NFL quarterback this year. This year. Gosh, Todd, I, I disagree. And, I think he's very, very middle of the pack. And I was in the group of people that told you that guy has not had that kind of surrounding cast before. I watched some of his some of his previous games, and I was like, he's going to do well. They did not lose those games because of him. They lost those games because of our mentally deprived defense, man. And that's it. And if you really look, if you really go back and look at some of his throws, he definitely did some overthrows, that's for sure. But most of the most of the missed passes on the offense were catchable balls, and they just didn't get them. But Todd, the great quarterbacks rise above that and carry their teams to wins. Sometimes, I'll give you that. Sometimes, but the great ones become great ones because they do it more often than not. Well, I'll I'll accept that as truth because it is because it is. I wanted to say this on Browns Therapy Monday. Mm -hmm. I was I was impressed that there was no mental breakdown that I saw in the secondary yesterday. Did you guys see any mental breakdown? And I'm not just saying they got burned. Being burned doesn't necessarily mean there was a breakdown. No, you're exactly right. Yeah, that's a good point. Impressive. Martin Emerson showed his, showed he knew what he he belongs, man. Was he your, he was your defensive player of the game, wasn't he? He might he might be the best draft choice that this this crew has had. That's you know not like. First round type. Guy. He's better than Newsom, and Newsom's pretty good. Yeah, I would agree, Todd. So far, I, I would agree with that. Todd, thanks, buddy. Good yep. call, Todd. Appreciate that. That's a Browns Therapy Monday call right there. That's yeah. good stuff. You know, I and Todd's always been over the top on Jacoby Brissett, in my estimation. I and I, I feel bad because I don't I don't want to bash the guy. He just he he played like he is, you know, and all the stats, all the numbers. Most importantly, the one loss record, which is reflective on the quarterback. Middle of the pack. If they could have just squeaked out two more wins. But they didn't. And so that's the way it goes. I, you know, let's see. New life. I, I like. It feels good to say that they won yesterday the way they won. Big play. I, 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 we have Be to, beating Tom Brady's a big deal, too. Yeah. I mean, Although, I, I had to be honest, on the pregame show yesterday, you know, we do this. Uh, we were doing uh, our headline segment with Daryl Ryder and Tony Grossi. And during the segment, Tony said he had ran into Tom before the game, uh, walking through the hallways, and just said look, he looked emancip uh, uh, emaciated. Emaciated, yeah. And did he say, or he, he, did he say, wow, how'd you divorce Giselle? 
Well, he's that? dropped like 20 pounds, I guess, huh? Well, that's his deal, man. He's, yeah. he's trying to be the best that he can be at the age of 45. But is he, I, I, like, I wonder if it's the stress that caused the 20 pounds or if it's. It's that whole TB12 thing, isn't is it? Is it, The though? guy works out like a freak. But take, I, did he take have a the, look at take did a he look have at the, a picture of his face? How skinny he looks! Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like cheekbones galore now. I don't. Know. I was I was looking at him yesterday. I was looking at Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, man, this is, you know the changing of the guard at the great well, quarterbacks prob- in in, uh, yeah, in the but, league is really happening. Yeah, that's true. But you probably don't play your best as you age if you get heavier. Yeah, that's true. I can agree with that. Kevin Stefanski's press conference coming up in about 15 minutes. You will hear it right here on The Fan. My buddy Dave, smart guy, lawyer, has a great tan, sent me this text. What does that have to do with anything? Just making him laugh. Okay. He says, hey, I think you're selling Jacoby short. He played good. Dave, you're a lawyer. Right better than that. Anyway, why don't you play? Wow. Man, those are your friends. He said, anyway, why don't you play your comparison game against the other quarterback, first stringers, like you did before the season and see where you end up with them. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Dave, thank you. You've inspired a segment. That's my buddy Dave, the lawyer. Welcome to Baskin and Phelps. Phelps here. Baskin over there. Kevin Stefanski's press conference coming up at 1230. Tony is in Cleveland. Hello, Tony. Guys, how are you today, man? Let's go Browns. What a great win, man. It was a good one, wasn't it, Tony? There you go. It was a good one. What a, I mean, best guy, I think best game of the year, honestly, man. They all, they, they all clicked and everybody did their job, man. It was good to, it was good to watch a game like that, man, because they, they did their job. I'll go second best game of the year. I, I still think that, that Bengals game on Monday night was terrific. That was an awesome game, but what was good was they all, you know, they all they all talk about, and especially Miles, you know, we got to do our job. We got they did their job. That that was key to that game. But guys, I called because I want to thank Jacoby Brissett. I do. Um, you know, was he the best quarterback? No. Was he a great quarterback? No. But man, guys, he he was probably the best quarterback that we've seen since '99. And 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 I and I and I think I'm, I'm I think I'm right on the money with that. I mean, the guy played. Great football. He did. Um, the games we lost, you know, yeah, if we would have had Watson, we probably would have won. But, man, I, I just want to give praise to the guy, man. I think he played awesome football for us, and I thank him for what he did. Tony, well said. I just – clearly he's, he's – if Jacoby Brissett is your starting quarterback, you're looking for a new starting quarterback. You're always going to be looking for a new one. The Colts did. And, and again, I don't mean – I don't mean to disparage the guy at all. I thought, Tony, I'm with you. I thought he did a really good job, you know, but I, my bar wasn't set like he's going to be Aaron Rodgers in his prime, like he was going to be Tom Brady in his prime, like he's going to be Josh Allen. It wasn't. My, my, I knew what Jacoby Brissett was, and I thought if he can come in here and win five or six games, that's great. Only won four, and it wasn't all on him. A lot of it was on the defense. I get that. It just – for anybody to think he came in and was, you know, the reincarnation of, of you know, Roger Staubach, that's, that wasn't the case. But he did a really good job. And, man, I hope he's on this team for the next seven years. If that guy's your backup quarterback, you have a damn good backup quarterback. Really good. You really do. As good as anybody in the NFL. A I guy think. who can efficiently move your offense without having the, to, 
Like the, the I think the difference is is you don't you don't believe you're going to get victories like you did yesterday on a on a weekly basis, right? That you or you. I'd like to see – you would hope that you could get a, a Cincinnati game a little bit more often than what we saw. Yeah. But, I mean, he's he's right there. He's right on the edge. That's just it. And you know, the, is it opportunity? Is that it? Yeah. The Cincinnati and Tampa Bay games make you think, Andy, wow, this team can be pretty darn good. Right. And and then they're leveled out by the Jets game, and you could throw the Falcons game in there. New England. Yeah. And, and even more so maybe New England because you just didn't compete. Same thing with Miami. But there are going to be games throughout the season where you're going to. Like, exactly. I kept asking myself, was yesterday the game they weren't supposed to win? And I don't know that that would be. Like, if they would have beat Buffalo, that would have been a game they weren't supposed to win. Right? I think Tampa Bay was one of the games that we thought, if all goes well, they can win that game. Yeah. But I, I would think if, if if you were picking games that they weren't supposed to win, you'd have put that one in the they're not supposed to win this game category. I think the hard at least part, before the start of the season, and Tampa I don't know, not been as good. I don't know. This is something that we swallow, but the, the fact that they came out and dropped two after the bye, I yeah, think that's that was, really that, really that stings as much as the Jets. Yeah. By the way, Kevin Stefanski's press conference is coming up. Press conferences are brought to us by Nissan of North Olmsted and I ninety Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at bignissan.com. Birdman's in Cleveland. Birdman. Hey Andy, hey Jeff, great game all around. Birdman. You know, how you guys doing? I feel real good in my Therapy Monday session. It is beautiful. Uh, you guys are doing what you do best, and that's bringing good sports talk after a Monday, a Sunday victory, and I'll, I'll take it. Uh, all in all, guys, we did good yesterday. It was way to end the Brissett's uh, run with us as, as the quarterback, and they, like I'm with Jeff, I wish he can stick around. I wish they keep him around. Well, good backup quarterback. Uh, Andy and Jeff, uh, you mentioned it, the Jets and Atlanta game were two games that we definitely should have won. That would have been sweet. But uh, here we go. We're going to switch up the gears and see what got, what we go get with the shine. I'm just enjoying my therapy Monday today, guys. I've been so R&R today. It's, it's unbelievable, man. So uh, I thank you guys for doing what you do. Thank the poop off for letting you do what you do. Continue <laughs> success. Go Browns. Thank you, Birdman. We thank the poop as well. Yep, the poop <laughs> Sincerely, the poop Surprised we haven't heard any of his boring Thanksgiving stories yet. You surprised that Kareem Hunt I'm just kidding. Has been kidding. less of a factor than usual. I, I've i been surprised that Kareem hasn't had a bigger role this year. I'm not. I, I, is it, I don't know that you have room for two running backs the way Kevin's offense is set up. I just don't see it. Now, I think fans can see it. I think fans are like, why can't we see both these guys at once? Why can't you know this become a total dual threat? It just feels like... There are games that are going to be Kareem's, and there aren't going to be as many as there are for Nick. It's almost like they choose who's going to be the running back du jour. But I would say 90% of the time it's Nick. And it should be. Well, how do you, how do you not play Nick Chubb? I just – and I'm – it's a weird dilemma to me because you want Nick Chubb to get plenty of carries. I would just like to see Kareem incorporated into the offense as well, more so. And I know that's a really difficult thing to do. But I, I think he's a very talented guy. I happen to be looking over a list last night of free agent running backs. This is not the year for Kareem Hunt to be a free agent running back. Who else is out looking, there? Looking for a gig. There are some, there are some big-time free agent running backs coming out this year. And if you're a team looking to – like Josh Jacobs is one of them. Right. He ran for 7,000 yards yesterday. <laughs> 7,000. He did. Good. It was a really good By game. By the way, has Jerome Ford not, you know – 
made himself a name on this team for what he's been doing on kick returns. Oh, swell. It's been nice to have just a little bit of zest in those kick returns rather than just nothing, zero, zilch. Well, not I mean, that. he had 67 yards yesterday in kick return. That that is true. That is true. It, I, it just, I mean, anytime, even if you get to the 25, you know, that, yeah. it, the, the, every little bit helps. And I think sometimes we underestimate that. And I think it was very noticeable when they were getting nothing out of the kick return game. Among the free agent running backs and of the guys, according to Spotrack, of the guys who are going to be free agents, right now the second highest paid is Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Wow, really? Yeah, Saquon Barkley is the highest paid, biggest name out there. And then Kareem is at $6 million. Uh, among the others, Rashad Penny, who's always injured in Seattle. Jamal Williams, who's been great in Detroit. Josh Jacobs, who's lighting it up, top three in the NFL and rushing. I think he's number one right now. Uh, Raheem Mostert from Miami, who's good. Dante Foreman, who has taken over from McCaffrey in Carolina and has four 100-yard rushing games. There are some guys, come, Miles Sanders from Philly. I mean, there are guys who, if I'm an NFL team, I'm looking at them to make a, you know, that's where I'm going to spend my money on running back. And so this is not the best of years for Kareem to be a free agent. I feel for him there. Jeff Wilson, too, from Miami who's been really good since he's gone to Miami. So I wish him luck. I, I don't think he's going to get paid. In fact, that might make me think that he's going to be back here. Andy? <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I just think they have this abundance. Well, maybe. If they can figure it out, I think he can come back. But they've got to figure it out, and he's got to figure out what he wants to be in the future. Who would right? you rather have on the team? And I don't mean this in a negative way toward DeErnest. Would you rather have Kareem or DeErnest? If the, if the I'm assuming in, the team would rather have Kareem by the way they distribute the ball throughout the game. So if, yeah. why wouldn't you want to stay consistent with that? And if it cost you an extra $2 million bucks, wouldn't you rather do that? See, I, I just don't think Kareem's going to make anywhere near even what he's making this year next year. Now, does that mean he's angry and he's not happy here? Maybe. I can understand that. Let's go. Uh, let's Guys, go we now go, yeah, we now go live to Berea for Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. Uh, injury front, AJ Green um, is in concussion protocol. Um, like I said to you guys last night, yesterday, uh, really proud of the guys and, and getting that team win. And I think there were moments there where offense had to come through, defense had to come through, special teams had to come through, and we did ultimately in the end. Uh, it was a, a great battle, which we knew it would be. Uh, I think that's a good football team. And uh, so we knew it was going to take 60 minutes or more in this case, 70, uh, but really proud of the guys. And, and then we're going to shift gears here and turn our gaze to Houston. Uh, but with that, I'll take any questions. Thank you, Coach. Our first one today will be from Tom Withers. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, yesterday, um, Miles was having a hard time even getting dressed after the game. Has there been any thought to having him, you know, maybe, maybe take a week to get that thing as right as he possibly can? I mean, with any decision like that, Tom, you're always uh, making sure you're, you're, you're protecting the players and, and making smart decisions, talking to the medical professionals, those type of things. So we'll, we'll continue to do that. Um, I don't know that that's the, what's going to happen here. Um, he's continuing to battle through uh, what all our guys are battling through, which is not feeling 100%. I'll transition to Deshaun since you guys are as well. Um, 
How does that look over the next couple of days, Kevin? And then I guess just real quickly, how how has he looked in practice the last couple of weeks? Yeah, so like you, as you know, Tom, we uh, had Deshaun in the building for three weeks, but not out on the field or with us. And then the last couple of weeks out on the field. So next step is is obviously uh, being out there, taking all the first team reps. Uh, he's been doing a nice job getting the defense ready with the scout team reps that he's gotten. Uh, so I think he's he's done a nice job uh, with his time away, uh, physically staying sharp, mentally staying sharp. Uh, so I think he'll be uh, ready to roll. Thank you, Tom. Cam Justice is next. Hey, Kevin, kind of off of that, with Deshaun back in full, he's been in those meetings, the virtual stuff and all that too for a couple of weeks. Has there been something about his game or even his connection with the team that you've seen translate from those meetings onto the practice fields since he's been back? Yeah, I think you can go back, Cam, to the spring and summer. We spent a lot of time together. Uh, and Deshaun spent a lot of time together with his teammates. So I think we mentioned it at the time. I still believe those are banked reps, so to speak. Uh, so it's it's uh, something where Deshaun spent a lot of time with his teammates. Um, I think they've all enjoyed having him back and, and being a part of the team. And I think they're excited for him in this next step. And then with Anthony Schwartz, he also seemed to be connecting really well with Deshaun uh, through practice. And with a player like him, who's he's talked about working on his confidence and all of that. So how important was that yesterday to have him have such a big role offensively and on special teams and continuing to develop him and prepare him for when Deshaun is back? Yeah, I'm glad you asked about Anthony Kim because uh, I'm really proud of him. I thought he uh, had a really nice game yesterday. He helped us win scoring early there on the reverse. And then like you mentioned on special teams, he's doing a great job as our gunner, uh, making some huge plays for us in a field position game where we needed those plays. We needed that yardage in that game. So uh, Anthony played at a very high level. Uh, we have a ton of confidence in him, and I think he'll continue to help this team win. Thanks, Cam. Let's go to Scott Petrick. Hey, Kevin. How important have the six weeks in the building and then these last two weeks in practice been for Deshaun, especially given the fact that he hasn't played in a regular season game in so long? Yeah, I mean, I think all of it helps, Scott. When, when you're talking about getting ready to play football, I think you need – the, the mental side of it, you need all those meetings. You need the walkthroughs. Obviously, the practice reps help. Even the scout team reps, when you're running the offense off of the card, you know, you're playing the opposing team's quarterback in there in the huddle, and you're you're looking at the card, and we'll stand there and kind of put that the card, put the play in our own verbiage. Say, okay, here's this play. Think one high, two high. Think progression read. Hey, it's a progression read with an option. Those type of things. Trying to put yourself in the game, if you will. Uh, so I think all of those reps, uh, even in the scout team, have helped. And then yesterday, Jacoby was saying how Saturday night he didn't love the uh, wind up being the touchdown pass to David um, when you guys went through the game plan. Um, what about that play? Did you like that we're able to convince Jacoby that that was the right play at the right time? Well, <laughs> you don't want to call many plays a quarterback doesn't like. In fact, you throw a lot of plays off the game plan sheet if the quarterback doesn't like them. We had a look in practice uh, on Friday on that play, a similar look. And we talked through where the ball could go and basically said, hey, it's Dave one-on-one -on -one with the Mike linebacker who will have his you know, back turned to you. So we talked through that rep. We didn't get a live rep of throwing that. We've had it over the course of the spring and summer. I can't sit here and tell you that Jacoby threw that exact ball to Dave uh, in, in that situation. But it was just something you, you work through as, as a staff with your players. You constantly are talking about the game plan and talking about what 
why this plays in, what we're thinking, why we're thinking. But there's been many times, plenty of times where Jacoby hasn't, you know, felt comfortable with a play where we just take it off the call sheet. Thank you, Scott. Mary Kay Cabot, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Kevin, speaking of play calling and quarterbacks, uh, that relationship between the quarterback and the play caller is so vitally important, obviously. Um, so just wondering, uh, you know, how, how are you going to get up to speed and, and get to know Deshaun as quickly as you need to get to know him so that you are calling things that he likes and that you have that give and take that you've developed over time with Jacoby? Yeah, I think you're right, Mary Kay, that the relationship is important. It, it's To me, it's also important, the play caller to the quarterback room. You know, it's really a, a group effort in there when you're talking about that, all the players talk about AVP and Drew, and it, it's a collective effort when it comes to play calling and, and the offensive staff, as you know, when you get to game day. But that quarterback room uh, is where a, a lot of things get, um, you know, talked through and evaluated, and, and we end up kind of, you know, navigating where we want to go with the game. So that's important. Uh, with Deshaun, again, you know, we spent a lot of time together. So he was here all spring, all summer. He's been in back in the building. I met with him this morning. Uh, so we'll continue to do that. That's what you do during the week. You spend extra time with the quarterback and the quarterback room. Uh, and, and we'll just stick to our process. Thank you. Thanks, Mary Kay. Next up, Ashley Bastock. Kevin, um, have you guys had a chance to look at that missed Cade kick, the 39-yarder the that went wide left, and, and what went wrong with that one? Yeah, I'm not entirely – I did see it, obviously, on the film. We would have to talk to Cade. Uh, I, I, before I say anything, I'd rather talk to Cade. I mean, you're going to miss some. Uh, you're not going to hit them perfectly. You know, he nails a 51-yarder. So uh, – but the specifics of that one, I'm not entirely sure just yet. And then uh, just another Deshaun question, I guess, like these weeks he's been back in the building, like, like, I guess, what have you guys seen from him and what he's been able to, to, to do that gives you confidence that, you know, he's going to be able to step in as seamlessly as possible here? Well, I just, I have confidence in, in Deshaun based on his preparation. Uh, and really the focus is on just him doing his job. I mean, we're still going to be all about the team effort. It's still offense, defense, and special teams. So this is never, ever going to be about one person. Uh, but as it relates to, to Deshaun, uh, you know, I believe in his preparation. I believe that he's worked really hard uh, on a bunch of things to, to be ready to, uh, to go. Thank you, Ashley. Let's go to Dale Ryder. Yeah, Kevin, you've talked about how you really like MJ Emerson's makeup for being such a young player. I don't think he allowed a catch yesterday, if my memory serves me correctly. And uh, I, I guess I'm curious, what do you think his ceiling is? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, you don't really want to put a ceiling on a young player. Uh, and I think he just, to me, is somebody that continues to get better. Uh, he works really hard at it with his coaches. And again, mentality wise, we talked about it yesterday. People go after rookie corners. They, they just do. So he doesn't shy away from it. Um, he makes plays in the football, obviously had the one penalty there, but I, I think that's, occupational hazard of playing corner they're going to go after you. you're going to get beat every once in a while but he keeps coming back and uh and is resolute in that way and we, we've asked you a ton of questions about your special teams unit yesterday they really came through for you especially in the return game donovan people's jones averaged i think 15 yards a return jerome ford continues to do a nice job returning uh kickoffs just give you an opportunity to to talk about what a nice job they did and uh 
you know, the hope that they can keep that going forward. Yeah, I thought our special teams were outstanding uh, yesterday. And, you know, we didn't on offense do enough with some of that field position, but it was a field position game. It was a, uh, it was a mentioned yesterday, it was body blows and it was not a game that was going to be up and down the field. So all those actually return yardage, uh, then you have to punt. It does turn into a field position game. So uh, all, all of it mattered was really proud of Donovan and he got North South. He, he made people miss. Uh, and then it's really, it's nice to have him in, in those weather games, the wind's blowing, the rain's coming and you have a ton of confidence in him. Uh, he's done it so often. And then Jerome, I think is, is, I think he's a pretty good returner. I think he's uh, hasn't done it a ton in his career. I know he didn't do it uh, in his past, but um, he's shown that he's got vision. He's got speed uh, and he's definitely a threat for our team. Thank you, Darryl. Jeff Shadell will have your next question. Hey, thank you, Kevin. I have two unrelated questions. How will the offense change uh, with Deshaun now at quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think we'll see uh, is probably the, the short answer. Uh, what we'll always do, Jeff, is try to maximize the talents of our players. So there are things that you certainly will do with Deshaun. Uh, there's things that Jacoby was really good at, but you just want to always be thinking about your players and, and doing what they do best. So uh, ultimately it's our job to look at our players, who we have and, and what are the things we want to do that maximize their talents. And the second question, the run defense has been gashed here a couple of weeks, but after that 35 yard run, you guys really did a good job. So what was the key to that success? Well, I think like we talked about all along, sometimes it, it's not real complicated. And I think we ran a lot of fronts and a lot of pressures and, and a lot of uh, coverages that we've run in the past. And, and the guys just played with incredible effort, uh, relentless in setting the edge, getting off blocks. And I think you saw a bunch of guys running to the football and, and tackling well. Uh, they did have that big run, um, which, uh, you know, good run by them. We didn't fit it perfect how we should, but uh, that's going to happen. But after that one, I think the next one was the around they had to uh, Julio. Uh, but guys fit their gaps, did their job, got the runner on the ground. Thanks, Jeff. Tony Grossi, go ahead. Hey, Kevin. Um, obviously, Deshaun has unique skill set, elite skill sets that has made him elite quarterback. Which particular skill of his that might have a biggest impact on your playbook going forward. Yeah. You know, I think there's Deshaun's played a lot of football, you know, he's played in a lot of big games. So I think the tape is out on him. I think everybody has seen his uh, ability to make all the throws, uh, very athletic, can make plays with his feet, but can really hurt you from the pocket as well. So I'd say his versatility is something that you've seen over the course of his career. And uh, Ashley asked you about Cade York. I was going to ask you a few slow mo that that field goal attempt. It looked like his plant foot slipped. Is that in the conversation at all? Yeah, for for sure. And you know, our field was in great shape yesterday. It's uh, sometimes you're playing outdoors and you're playing on grass. Those things might happen, but they happen to the other side as well. Matt Fontana, you're up. Yeah, Kevin, there's a lot of questions, I guess, maybe more outside, but about the rust with Deshaun. You know, it's been a long time since he's played in a regular season game. Just is that at all a worry for you? Yeah, I mean, like I, I certainly get it, uh, but can't really control that uh, for me and for Deshaun and for all of our players. 
just got to keep the focus on doing our job. Uh, you know, think about there's some guys that don't play in preseason football and then they get in there week one, uh, need to get tackled first time before they feel like, you know, they're ready to go. So I think some of those things may be true, but, you know, I, I don't want to put anything uh, on Deshaun that uh, I think it's unfair for me to say at this point. I, I we, we don't know. And kind of off of that, I mean, you mentioned it's, you know, we got to figure it out. Is that something where he is such a talented quarterback, you can open things up with him or is it, you know, easing back in and kind of is the full game plan going to be open for him on Sunday? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Thank you, Matt. We have time for three more. Tom, Scott, Mary Kay. Tom, go ahead. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Kevin. I, Kevin, I know you're big on the mental side of things and um, there's really no blueprint for Deshaun to follow here in terms of, scrutiny all that he's been subjected to over these last few months what has your role been in helping him kind of navigate that to, to handle all that's coming his way yeah I, I think uh Deshaun has the support of his teammates has the support of this organization uh really right now his focus and my focus is on the Houston game and you know that's that's what we have to do as as players as coaches is put the blinders on whatever's going on on the outside really can't matter to us. We got to focus on doing our job. And I think he, uh, he definitely understands that. And considering that could be a volatile environment down there, was there any consideration to him not playing this week and maybe having him come back next? No. Thank you, Tom. Scott Patrick, go ahead. Again, before I ask you about um, MJ, is Greg Newsom still in the protocol? Uh, he's, he's trending in the right direction, but I don't know exactly where he is. Okay. And then regarding Martin, um, you talk so much about the his strong mental makeup, um, but what physically allows him to compete with some of the best receivers in the league, you know, early on in his career? Yeah, I mean, part of the reason, you know, we really liked him in, in the draft is a, a guy with that size that can run. You know, that's rare. Uh, so good height, good length, can, can win at the line of scrimmage and then can stay with the receivers down the field. Uh, but he's a... Again, young player, getting better, um, but like where he's uh, like that he's getting some really good reps and getting better each week. Thanks, Scott. Final question for Coach Mary Kay Kevin. Uh, yeah, Kevin, just it really seems like Deshaun and Jacoby are genuinely friends and that they have a really good working relationship. How might uh, that relationship ease this transition on on those guys and and also just the whole rest of the team? Yeah, I think that's something we've talked about, Mary Kay, is uh, this is a unique situation. Um, I don't know that it's been exactly like this uh, previously, but with these two guys involved, you know, with these two parties, you, you have guys that respect each other, uh, that really work hard together. They, they, that quarterback room is a team. Um, so I, I think I've seen support uh, from Deshaun of Jacoby the, the last five weeks that Deshaun's been back. Um, so it just becomes now Jacoby supporting Deshaun. And, and I think Jacoby's going to help us win this week. He's going to help get Deshaun ready. He's going to help get our defense ready. He's going to provide leadership to this team. And that's just what he does. Thank you. Thanks, Mary. Hey, Coach, appreciate the time today. Okay, thanks, guys. That's Kevin Stefanski, Browns head coach. Press conference is brought to us by Nissan of North Olmstead and I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at bignissan.com. So Jeff Shadell, our buddy from the News Herald, asked Kevin the thing we've wondered a little bit: mm -hmm. What does the uh, what does the offense look like with Deshaun Watson? Is it different? How will it differ? What's what's it going to look like? 
as soon as Jeff said it, Dan went into his coach Kevin and gave the Kevin sigh, quickly followed by Kevin actually sighing. And then I said, we'll see. Closely followed by Kevin saying, we'll see. <laughs> We've listened to too many of these. No, uh, inside our room, really the only difference uh, I can see between the offense. And when it, that, that, that's, he does that. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's his bit. Is that one player wears the number four and the other wears the number seven. That's why the offense will look a little different. Is that true, Coach Kevin? Well, he's shorter than the other guy. That, that doesn't matter. Runs better. Jersey makes him look better. He's going to wear better. Big, uh, different shoulder pads to even out their height. Has more money. Because they're truly, oh, that doesn't matter either. Yeah. Unless you got to pay for stuff on the field. You're like, hey, uh, if I'm going to run through that hole. Here's 50 bucks. No, Here, no. Somebody pay the exterminator. Get rid of that skunk. Yeah. Andy, we work, the guys work really hard on their crafts, and we as coaches put together a game plan, and, and we will alter that game plan. Yeah. Depending who will be out there at quarterback, but our job is to make sure the quarterbacks run the plays that best suit them and best suit the team. Ah, I got gotcha. you. And That's you've figured terrific. all this inside the room. Is there any chance you'll paint the walls in the room of the quarterback room now that we have a different starting quarterback? No. Wow. Terse. Am I the only guy that's terse, Coach Kevin today? That whole room thing. Depends. Does that bother you? Is there any chance they're going to put? Artificial turf our, in the room our so that they could feel like they have their feet on the grass. I, I the like room. our quarterbacks. We have a good, I don't, we have a good Would room. it have been that hard for Kevin to say, hey, look, guys, I realize, we all realize, I mean, no one's blind to the fact that he hasn't played in two years. And we'll see how things go on Sunday. Would I like for them to be perfect? Yeah, I get it. But I, I, don't, I don't think there would be any. Yesterday it was so genuine when he said why they didn't go for two. Why can't I have that Kevin Stefanski? Uh, instead, how about just how about just realizing the fact the guy how about hasn't if played you just in take two the years. Coach and be happy with him. He hasn't played in two years. How hard is it to say? You know what? We we realize he hasn't played in two years, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what we'll see on Sunday. I, I you know you I'm, I'm hoping for the best. It's natural that there would be rust. Okay, that's it. I mean, how, I don't think. How could you argue with that statement? You just won yesterday. No one's going to be mad at you if you say something. Nothing's going to be. Is anyone really going to come back to bite you on that by saying, well, you know, he hasn't played in two years and he might look a little rusty. We're not expecting him to be, uh, and I'm not trying to set expectations or limits for him, but uh, there's got to be a level of realism here and some sanity to the situation to understand he has not played a professional game in two years. Two. He sure was good when he did, though. I agree, and that we hope that at some point he'll be back to the level where he was. In fact, we're banking on it. Oh, are we ever? Okay. As a franchise. Like, why is that so hard? That's right. I am curious to see what it looks like. I am too. I don't. How could you not be a Browns fan and wonder what this is going to look like? You know, you know what else? Boy, did he look terrible in this offense in the preseason. There <laughs> It didn't go well in the very limited. There were a pre-season. thousand excuses. I know. I exactly. It didn't go well in the very limited preseason looks, and the preseason looks couldn't have been more vanilla, by design. You know, do you think they wanted to give anybody any type of tape to look at? No. I mean, any tape you look at of of Deshaun Watson in the preseason here, you're just going to think, oh my god, they're playing a, a junior varsity quarterback here, in a junior varsity offense. 
because it wasn't pretty. I, I I'm okay with whatever happens on Sunday. I mean, do I want them to win? Is this a game they should win? Yeah, they're playing Houston. Uh, they don't win this game. You're gonna what? Have... The season's over. It's it's, it's gonna be this way all no, all year. It, it it'll go a step further. If the, if you don't go to Houston and beat the Texans with Deshaun Watson, you will have screaming for everybody's everybody's job. Houston's not good. They're not good. I don't know. Oh, you know, they're not good. Yeah, no, That's I know. All you need. I, but Tyvis Powell works for the Browns Radio Network. Yes. He's with you in the pregame. Yes, he is. He's with me on the postgame. He didn't know what to do with himself yesterday because the Browns won, and we had people being happy on the postgame show. My guess is I heard people that weren't happy on your yeah, post there was game somebody show who was really unhappy. And that must have been like the one of the first phone call I heard yeah, when I turned on the show. It wasn't good. Uh, Tyvis is next right here on Baskin of Phelps.